0: I get to interview couples that have loving, wonderful relationships. And I see these couples now all the time and know that everybody is able to have that. You're able to have it. We're all able to find our best friend and go through this world with our best friend. And that's all I want for everybody is to be able to find their person and be able to laugh and enjoy and live every moment in love and fun. That's just what we have and it's, it's the best feeling ever. So on this way to finding that, or if you found it, I got to talk to Dee Woods to give some advice. So we talked about, well, you know what? Let's dive in and hear what we talked about. Hey, how are you? I really like what you do on your Instagram. Very cool stuff. So you talk about relationships. So you tell me a little bit about what you do.
1: So it originally started on Instagram doing life coaching, right? And talking about some of the things that people are allowing them to hold them back. And for me, I've been able to get through a lot of things in life, a lot of things in life. And after a certain point, you get these coping mechanisms, you get these uh, ways to get past, you get these healing mechanisms, and you want to start to share those with the world because you don't want to be the only person with, with this knowledge, right? So it started there. I took a break. Somehow I found Clubhouse, and now I'm getting kind of back into my gift, which is gonna be inspiring, advising, and motivating, and I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, you're so good. I love your quotes that you have on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, it, Thank it's you. such good stuff. Like, especially the one about the underwear. There was something that you like-
1: Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. I uh, There was a video that, that came out while I was speaking, and I love analogies. Yeah. Um, sometimes they hit sometimes they don't but it's just about growth in life and you know you're growing but you're not changing certain things in your life and it's like an a eight-year-old wearing two-year-old underwear like two <laughs> years old like the same underwear you can't do that you have to grow you have to develop and things are going to also change in your life so yeah I love that quote
0: yeah I was laughing I was like this is so perfect everybody can relate to this it was yeah and it doesn't matter yeah. like relationship or just personal life, like everything.
1: Everything. So. Finances, job, career, all nine yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about relationships on your mm-hmm. on Clubhouse. That's your platform, right? So yeah. yeah. So talk to me a little bit about relationships. Have you are you in a relationship? How did you get involved in passion of your relationship? Like how, yeah. Tell me a little bit. So it's
1: things. it's really crazy, right? So it started off with life coaching. Okay. And after that, at the end of 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm done with online dating. If I, unless I meet them in person, I'm just not gonna meet them, right? And I end up getting in contact with a, a dating coach, and she hit me and she was like, look, you got to put yourself out there if you want to be able to experience and see things. You're, you're cutting your blessings, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she got me to get back on dating apps, and. I've always, even when I was single and I was more of a lazy dater or a serial dater, I've always developed ways for me to be most efficient at whatever I do. So that's something I got from banking. I'm a banker by trade, right? Mm -hmm. So I grew up, I didn't really have a a significant father figure growing up. My mom was definitely there, uh, but I had to grow myself. So I attached myself to banking and then I started finding all of these ways to profile, to build rapport. I'm like, oh my God, like, can't this work in relationships? So literally for like the last 14 years, I've been applying (laughs) those things to relation and it works. It works. So when I was a serial dater, it worked very well, right? So getting numbers, meeting people, it was easy. So then when I switched over and being a intentional dater, I had to adjust and change. And after I started really analyzing what's going on, I'm like, I don't think a lot of people really get what's going on, all of the influences out there. And I want to start talking about that to give people that that area of opportunity to see what the heck is going on? It's a lot of people are frustrated with dating right now.
0: Yeah. And then you you're finding a relationship and then they don't speak the same language as you or whatever it may be. That's, Not like obviously like English or Spanish, but like love language, you know, love yeah. everything It's hard. So then you have to go through that little struggle of figuring out what that is and how to do that in a more loving manner.
1: Exactly. Because exactly.
0: It's easy to attack somebody or get frustrated or have those emotions just take over you. And mm-hmm. so I know you talked about the five love languages recently.
1: We did, we did. So one of the things I love about Clubhouse is it gives you the, the opportunity to be able to connect with so many different individuals. I've been able to connect with lovely doctors, uh, speakers, coaches, matchmakers, literally everybody, right? And even those that are in the mix and looking at things from so many different viewpoints. With that being said, I've been given the gifts to kind of be the glue to bring everybody together in a safe space and have these conversations. So that's what I like doing, but it also allows me to get the full perspective of what's going on and then allows me to be able to communicate that with others so they can get that full perspective as well.
0: So what would be some advice or something that you would give somebody that... Oh, it's
1: so many pieces. (laughs) Oh, we would be here all day. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Top, top like three, top three. Okay. Words of wisdom.
1: Top three. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm Top three to things I talk about <laughs> is understanding the types of daters out there. There's 12 types of daters that I've been able to identify. So that's one, and that's we did a whole room on that. Number two, I would say the next is understanding exactly what you want. So I do this thing called the prototype exercise. It's 20 different things. I ask you to look at a sliding scale, the range, et cetera. And we zero down on figuring out exactly what you want and then being able to put that mirror back on yourself. So that's number two. Number three is gonna be the five pillars of a forever marriage. So those are the five things. I'm losing my, my numbers, right? The five things
0: You're running out of that fingers.
1: In order, yeah, I'm running out of I'm running out of fingers, guys. But what it is, is it's talking about the five things that you should discuss in a before you get married and make sure that you actually agree exactly on these things. Cause those, even one of those five things can cause a vision in a marriage. And I've seen it happen so many times. Mm -hmm. So those are the top three.
0: Okay, those are great top threes. I like it. So, okay, so five questions that you would say to somebody in a like before you get married, while you're dating, Mm
1: -hmm. what
0: would be those five things? I mean- the five pillars. Yeah, five pillars, Okay, so
1: child rearing, you got one, okay. I'm gonna see. Do you know the other ones? Let's see. You might oh, already know no. that. So, child rearing is one. <laughs> yeah. Let's go.
0: Religion.
1: No, not religion. Religion is part of prototype. So, I wouldn't put okay. that one in there.
0: You gotta give me a little hint here.
1: <laughs> okay. So, child rearing is one. Sex oh, yeah. is the other. Decision making, finances, household duties. How do I not? Those think? five, those five can in a relationship. For example, I'll give you one household duties. If you're a guy and you believe that the woman should stay at home, she should take care of the house, and that is what she should be doing. That may fall in this traditional space, but there's a lot of different different ways, right? If you're a woman and you say, yeah, you know, I don't mind taking care of the house, I don't mind taking care of the kids, but then if a business opportunity comes up, I want to be able to do it, and all the things in the house might not be taken care of, but I want to be able to have my dreams too. Those two in a relationship, it will go but I can't tell you how many marriages I've heard dissolve because the guy wanted the woman to stay in a certain position. And she was like, no, like I want to be able to live life too. Like, I want to, I want to have a side business. I want to have, you know, some, this breakup of monotony, right. And just all the kids, I want to have adult time. So when you look at that, if you don't have that discussion, at the beginning of the relationship and also understand the different types mm-hmm. that could fall under one pillar. I believe under every pillar is four different beliefs. So yeah. if you don't understand what those four beliefs are, those are 20 things that could end your relationship and you not even know it. And what you don't know can kill you.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Let's go back to that with the, because everybody wants purpose, right? You want purpose mm. in your life. Everybody exactly. Purpose. So... With that, yeah, so exactly. If the wife wants to start working again to feel purposeful, maybe yes, taking care of the kids is great, but if she doesn't feel like she has purpose in her own life and her own identity, then how can she bring that to the relationship too?
1: I 100% agree with you. And there's there's women out there that believe that their purpose is supporting their man. Mm -hmm. So that first guy should have that conversation and make sure he's with a woman that believes that. None of these beliefs are oh, wrong. None of them. You can believe whatever you want to. If you believe in polyamorous relationships, you can believe in it, but you have to know that one, you believe in it. That's what you like. You have to be able to communicate it and then find someone that believes in it too. Not someone that's interested, not someone that's open to it because when it happens, oh, I was open to it, but I am not. I don't like it anymore. You see levels of divorce, stepping out, infidelity, et cetera. And it's all over the current news now. So we have to have those conversations. And that's what I'm looking to bring to the table.
0: Having those conversations.
1: Facts. And knowing how to have them.
0: Yeah. How do you suggest people have these conversations?
1: So the first one goes back to knowing what you want. You got to know what you want. And I'll be honest with you, even when I do the prototype, something as simple as, what's the age range? And I'll do this for example, right? Like how to have these conversations. So uh, I'm not sure. Are you single? I'm single, yeah. Okay. So what's the age range of the guy that you're looking for?
0: Okay. I'll go up as far as 12 years higher than me. Okay. And okay. So highest I'll go is like 42.
1: Okay, 42.
0: And the lowest I'll go probably is, let's say 27. But then also... I feel like I don't really try to put ages on stuff because love has no age. But right. because that's why I kind of like, I'm like with people with a- dating apps, I always get, I'm like, don't put an age on. Like, they're like, I only have a three-year age range. You know, I'm only going to date people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, come on guys. Exactly. Like, exactly.
1: So do you have an age range on your dating profile?
0: I actually don't have a dating profile. I okay.
1: Have- I'm like so,
0: you, I'm just letting people set me up and let me meet you You
1: know, that way. I ended up getting back on a dating app. I'm what? not going to lie. Yo, it, it actually increased my coaching okay. and actually because I got back on a dating apps and I started to understand another thing, if I was to throw a fourth is develop a pattern because when you develop a pattern on what you do, how somebody reacts to that pattern starts to become patterns. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's frequency, energy, patterns. I love it. So let's just say, let's take your number, right? So the average person out there, if they said that their number was 27 to 42, right? They hop on a dating app, they're looking for 27, 42. I asked them this question. So if you met a 25-year-old, that was everything you were looking for, you would say no. And they're like, uh, no, heck, heck no. Everything I was looking for, but like, you don't know what you want. Like you're on a dating app, you're looking for 27. You're not even hitting the 25. Uh-huh. So we got to really look at at what age break. If a person was everything you want, you still would say no. So for that person that says 27, it might be 23. Like, well, you know, if a guy's 23, I don't believe a guy, you know, 20, I don't want that. 24, everything I wanted, I'll entertain it. But he has to be everything. So now what ends up happening is I just took your your floor from 27 to 23. Mm -hmm. So that's 23-year-olds, 24, 25, 26. I just added millions, millions of guys to your potential. So this could be hundreds, thousands, millions, hundreds of thousands, whatever the number is. And then we look at the older what happens if the guy is 44? Yeah. Everything you want, Would you 45, with everything you wanted, with three years stock, you probably not. So the idea of the prototype exercise and knowing what you want is really testing those ideas and those boundaries in your head to actually open up, figure out everything you want. We do that on 20 different items. And once we do that, you know exactly what you want and then you can go out into the market and get it. How does that look like figuring it out? Introduce yourself, having some small talk, asking a person, what are they looking for? What are they looking to build to? That's the first question. That's also one of the items on a prototype. Are you looking for marriage? Are you looking for a boo? Are you looking for a friend? Like, what are you looking for? And if a person says, oh, I'm just looking to meet different people and you're serious about finding your person, Leave them alone, like, leave them alone, put them I on, back down, and keep moving, right? But this is why it's so important to, to have it knowing what you want, et cetera. That's one easy way in finding it out. Another way is asking a person specifically what are you looking for? Is there a list or an idea that you can kind of give me just some of the things you're looking for or, or how much you're willing to share? Most people won't answer that question. Most will, I've tested this, right? However, when you ask that question, they will typically ask maybe about 33% of the people, if they're interested, what about you? What are you interested in? Oh, well, I would say that I'm really looking for this. And in an ideal type situation, I would like to find a person that's 23 to 45, that's never been married, that doesn't have any kids, that has at least you know have a bachelor's degree and they want to have two kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six things out of 20 you just uncover in a freaking question. Yeah. You didn't exchange the number, you didn't, you know, have to go on this crazy date. Because this is the thing. If he says, Oh, well, you know, I've been divorced, I have three kids, I dropped out of high school run away. That's not what you're looking for. So that's why the prototype is so big. And that's how you ask that question.
0: Mm, Interesting. I like it. But I see it also has to do a lot with knowing yourself too.
1: You have to. I mean, number one,
0: if you don't know what you want, how are you supposed to get that from somebody else?
1: And most people don't because when you test it and you challenge it, it's not there.
0: So what are a couple of things that I'm going to put you on the spot that you Mm -hmm. look for in somebody that are some criteria for you that you found from knowing yourself that you are wanting from somebody else?
1: So perfect question. So the next thing you want to ask when you answer that is also have a reason why. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about age, right? So for me, my age range, I'm 34, but my age range is 23 to 31. So some, some people might be, what? You're 34, why, why why are you stopping at 31? That makes no sense. Well, I understand that if I give flexibility, a one-year relationship, a one-year engagement, it takes about a year to have a kid, mm-hmm. right? It takes about nine months on average. That's roughly about three years. And this person is probably going to have a birthday this year. So that's going to put the person at 31, 32, 33, 34 when they have the first kid. So there's a method behind that madness, right? If I wanna have two plus kids, maybe I could have a 34, 35, and and have a baby at 36. I'm thinking that far ahead, but I know what I want, right? Additionally, another thing, I'm looking for a woman that has at least a minimum, a bachelor's degree. Why? I have a bachelor's degree. I believe, and I've started, you know, What is it? Law school. And I started MBA program, got promoted on a job. That's a whole nother story. But what I believe is if I have a bachelor's and your mom has a bachelor's, damn it, you're getting a bachelor's (laughs) at a minimum. You don't have any excuses. That is the floor. And then we probably would encourage you to seek whatever your desires are, but have that because we know that individuals with degrees in the general public tend to make more. So now my children can be self-sufficient and they have at least a foundation to go after. Next, I've never been married before. I would like my partner also to not be married before. I want us to experience this together. I don't want, you know, hey, I've been down, I've been, I've been down the street. And when I was down the street with Tommy, no, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to hear about Tommy, though. Let's have this be our experience together where we can grow and we can learn together at the same place. Same with kids. I'm looking for a woman that doesn't have kids. I don't have kids. I want us to be able to have those same experiences together. So right there, you got age, education, you have no kids and desire to have kids. And I might've mentioned another one, but there's a reason why behind that. Mm -hmm. So you got to know what you want, but also why and challenge that as well. So that's why the prototype exercise is so necessary to do.
0: That why is so important. Facts. That's like it's the, a, blood. Right? It's that the blood. Right? That is
1: <laughs> you can't be a vampire out here. You yeah. can't be a vampire. Yeah.
0: yeah. But knowing yourself and that why is, is so big. Very Facts. Cool. I love it. So do you do you talk to people about the five love languages? I know you had a panel about this the other day, but do you talk, to, do you encourage that with couples or are people, you know, hey, Most really definitely. know your love language?
1: I think you should talk about, I'm an open book right other people may not be open books so know yourself if you're an open book find a person that's also open book so you can have that 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 exchange of equal energy right if you're not an open book and it takes you a little while find a person that's like that because a person that's an open book may make you feel pressured at the same time it may also make you come out of your shell so that's why it's so important in knowing who you are but let's get into the five love languages right why are they so important Well, for me, my top love language is acts of service. I want to say it's like 37%, followed by maybe 33%, which is quality time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those two are good. Now, my fifth, my smallest one is words of affirmation. On a a 100%, words of affirmation for me is 3% only three percent so why is it important for me to know this it's important for me to know it because my ex-fiance words of affirmation was her number yeah (laughs) hey what was that (laughs) excuse me that that word what was that word (laughs) yeah what was that word i haven't heard that one often okay so this is the thing her love language was words of affirmation Mm. most people give love the way they want to receive it mm-hmm. right so if i'm given acts of service she loves that right i'm given quality time she loves that but if i'm not affirming who she is if i'm not sending those little notes if i'm not you know getting that you know level of intimacy intimacy with her through words and affirming her she feels like i'm not loving her mm-hmm. And if I'm not mindful of that, and I don't know that, and I'm going just to my default levels, you have a recipe for failure. And that's when they say booze, or I say booze, right? So love languages is so important, and you truly want to understand what they are I have my trainer, I recommended that he do it with his significant other. So I can't wait till we talk next week to find out how they went. But there's singles, there's couples, there's one for families, and there's even another one as well. But love languages are very, very crucial because it allows you to communicate on a different level of how you're expecting to receive love and also how you're giving love. So it uncovers the gaps, shows you who you are, who your significant other may be, and also how you guys should interact and work in that exchange. Yeah, full component was, of it.
0: I was gonna say because your your giving love language might be different than your receiving love language.
1: Facts. Facts. And yeah. then hey, it might be perfect. Maybe you guys have the same love language and it's just uh you know, physical touch, physical touch, physical, and you just are touching on each other all day and all night, whatever. So I love it. You never know.
0: Yeah, that's what I've really found with a lot of people, like and I've noticed with myself that my giving love language is very different than my receiving love language. And mm. I always was like, why do they not get this? Come on. Like, don't they know like I love them? You know, whatever. What? Yes,
1: I love it. Very different. I love it.
0: So do you also think like likes like attracts like or opposites attract? Like what's your I know that's like the the age old question, right? Like
1: the mm-hmm. chicken or the egg. So this is this is the thing. Okay. Both are right. And I'll explain that. Okay. Opposites don't attract incompatibility. Okay. If you're op- you're not compatible, right? Mm-hmm. If I believe in traditional relationships, you believe in modern relationships, that ain't gonna attract nothing, mm-hmm. right? If you believe in monogamy and I believe in polyamory, that ain't gonna work. So this is just two things in compatili- compatibility really, really quick. Like it's not gonna work. Let's take money, right? If you want to live an affluent life And you're doing good for yourself, and you're like, hey, I want to be able to have money, money is energy. I want to be able to have these resources to build and uplift a family. And I expect to live a certain standard of living. If I'm like, well, I just want to be able to keep the lights on, feed our kids, you're like, poverty. Like, where are we living? Like, are we in a junkyard with sanford and son? Like, what what is going on? I, I hate it here. So compatibility, like attracts like, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's switch it up. A difference would be in let's say chemistry. So you have two different types of chemistry. You have emotional chemistry and you also have chemistry, chemistry. I can explain that in a second. Chemistry, chemistry is really looking at the opposite in someone else. So it's a sexual based thing, right? It's my energy and my dynamics interacting with your energy and your dynamics, which this can be done on an audio level or it can also be done in person. Mm. This isn't just a photo, right? This is interaction with each other where you're like, damn, I like his voice or dang, I really like like how I feel when I'm around this person. Like my heart starts beating harder and I get these little butterflies or maybe it's gas. I don't know. But (laughs) like you feel something going on when you're with this person, right? That typically happens when it's a person that's autonomically different than you are, Mm -hmm. right? That's when we see that because your body is saying, hey, I don't have this. I want it. So that's that chemistry level. So in that term, opposites do attract, right? You also have Emotional chemistry. This one can be either or. You can have, friends is the easiest way to say this, right? You meet a friend and when you meet a friend, you're like, oh, that's cool. But as time goes on, you start to like them more and more. This is how chemistry can actually be built, right? Through emotional chemistry. Mm-hmm. Chemistry, chemistry, that just happens on the chemical actions. You can't control that. That's involuntary. But the voluntary aspect of a person growing into your life, right? These levels can be matching, they can be like, or they can be unlike. What I mean by that is we all probably have a friend that we can't stand, but we have chosen them to be our friend. <laughs> you, you just thought of, you just saw your person right No, no, no. <laughs> but I love them
0: everybody has that there's a, the comedian that did I think it was even Dane Cook right the Karen everybody has yes. the Karen in the group or something
1: everyone so you that is a situation where opposites attract but you also have another friend that's like oh my god I feel like we are brothers we are sisters or that's my brother or that's my sister and they just get me and they can figure that's like attracting Mm like, right yeah so then you go to the last level of connection which is appearance Mm -hmm. appearance can be like attract like or it can be things that you dislike the reason why I say that is There can be things that are like you that you want. Maybe you are bisexual. Maybe you want somebody that has what you have. I want it. They got what I got. I still want it, right? Or you'll have somebody where they don't have what I want and I want that. Or it could be on looks. Maybe I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm et cetera, but I'm really not attracted to fit and healthy guys or women, I want somebody that's a little bit less attractive than me. Mm -hmm. And that actually exists out in the world for a variety of reasons, but it can be like attracting like or opposites attracting. So we just covered four levels of connection and now both of those are actually right.
0: Yeah. So many different areas. I love it. I love your energy. You are so cool. (laughs) Thank you so much and everything. And thank you for sharing all this information with everybody and and just talking this through. It's great. Yeah, I've bumped
1: my head enough and I've I've scuffed my knees up enough to be able to share all these, these truths. Cause when you talk, if somebody's connecting with it that's where it has to be value. And I believe on getting value. And when people say, oh, damn, he's right. And we start to add these little Legos together we can actually heighten our experience and we can live a more fulfilled life.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, my my purpose is, I want people to have that elevated love. I want people to feel that and be able to come the best version of themselves and the best version of the couple that they can be. Um, uh, I got to circle back to this ex-fiance thing.
1: i for just Yeah, a- go for it. Okay. Go for I mean, it.
0: You opened up that little can of worms. I got <laughs> to, yeah, we're going to peel it right open. <laughs>
1: They're just crawling all of the screen. Yes, let's go into it.
0: So you, you broke that off? She broke that off? How did that happen? And what, what was that like? And Yeah,
1: I broke it off. Okay. That was a, it was, it, was a it was a significant experience in life, but I do believe it was, I call it dodging a cannonball. And it's because we were really just in two different places. She was in a place where I think that she really just wanted to get married, but she really wasn't really engaged in the relationship but was with the idea of the relationship, right? So when we even talked about energy and I asked her, hey, you know, how much, you know, do you think you're giving in this relationship? Her initial answer was 80%. And I'm like, damn, okay. I, I could agree with that. I could agree to that. How much do you think I'm giving? She's like, 100%, no doubt. I'm like, okay, that's an issue. You see someone giving 100% and you're only giving 80 so we had situations where fundamentally we had differences. That decision making was 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 not there. We agreed probably on household duties. Sexually, it wasn't really there. You know, I was I was you know making some sacrifices and et cetera because I was settling down. And it was some other pieces to that relationship, right? But fundamentally, we were different people, and I just wanted to settle. So I really don't like the term settling down because it reminds me just of settling. Yeah. So that's where we were. And I, I created so many different ways to kind of extend it. And then I just reached a part of frustration where I was like, look, at this point, it's on you. You're responsible for this, whether it goes belly up or not. And it, it eventually went belly up. And uh, it was a fully emotional experience. I learned a lot. Had to do some healing, had to go through a lot. But because of that, now I understand why these conversations are so monumental to have earlier, right, in the relationship. And this is the thing. We even went to premarital counseling.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: And when we did it, and we also talked to therapists. When I went back, the therapist, I remember the therapist telling us, she said, look, I can't tell you that you guys don't need to get married or you guys shouldn't get married. But I think you guys have a lot to think about. <laughs> you when a therapist get says get that, get it, get it, on the same page. and we were just, we were so far along. We just kept going. It's like, and so many people do that. Additionally, I remember we did Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts by the Leslies. Highly recommend that book, that program. Absolutely love it. But even the assessment, I went back years later and I'm scrolling through my emails and they're like, uh, no, and I don't even remember that. I don't even remember seeing, them. Uh, no, but <laughs> we kept going. And it is an absolute blessing because I've been able to get more into the fullness of who I am. And that probably I, I would have allowed it to smother and would have never been here today and have this conversation. I know. So everything happens for a reason.
0: It's just fascinating how we all have this, I, I think I idea of like what it should be, right? We have Mm. to settle down, whatever you want to say, right? Or get married by a certain age and have this and have our Mm. kids and get, and we all are programmed to to do that. And I know that's where a lot of my relationships have like struggled with because I've always been like, oh, well, it just has to be like this. It just has to work. It just has, you know, like this is what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to at this Mm. point at 24, in three quarters, we're supposed to be having, you know, buying the house Zee! or having the kids or whatever it may wedding, be. wedding
1: bells, yes.
0: Yeah, having the wedding. And I think that consumes us a lot. And I think we're all starting to become a little bit more aware of like, wait a minute, like, let's slow things down, right? Yeah. Do you notice this with people a little bit?
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's different in so many communities, right? Mm-hmm. So in some communities, there's a rush to get married, Right. Mm-hmm. For example, let's just say uh, college, right? In some communities, they believe in going to college to find a mate. Like when I go to college, I'm looking for my husband, right? I'm I'm looking for somebody that is going to go into the same field with me. I'm looking for that doctor. I'm looking for that engineer. I'm looking to get married and that's what we're going to do, right? Others are just looking to find themselves and get themselves to a certain point before they're even even able to entertain any anybody and some individuals with that belief they may also price themselves out of the market and what I mean by that is for example you're a guy you may have a woman that's willing to grow with you in in college but you're like no I gotta get out of college you get out of college you get the intro job it's not making enough you know how much you can make you're a third of your potential. So then, you know, you go five years later, now you're at 50% of your potential, et cetera, where you want to be. And then you end up waiting and et cetera. But this is the crazy thing about it. Men and women both do this. The only difference is women have a biological clock. Guys don't. So women will actually hit a peak. And I can't say exactly what peak or what age that is, right? Because it can be argued that peak is anywhere from 25. It could be earlier, maybe it's 31, maybe it's 30. People can argue it differently, right? Because at a certain point of time, you get into high-risk pregnancy, you get into IVF, you get into a lot of different options, right? So you got to know what the charts are. You got to study the charts, see what that looks like, how many kids you want to have, et cetera. With guys, they can go from 25 to 30, 35 to 40. Guys don't really hit their prime of sexual market value until they're around 40, 45, maybe a little more. But those particular guys, when you're around 45, you hit really the, your, your earning stride. So if you're familiar with Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, et cetera, guys kind of have to get out of that, that uh sexual energy mindset where they kind of settle down and they're looking for the future and for some guys that may not happen at 35 40 45 and when that happens and they kind of calm down a little bit and they focus more on their jobs and their careers and what they're looking to do their value as a guy comes up even higher because they're able to provide more Mm -hmm. so you have individuals with the same plan but one has a law of diminishing returns and another one is on actually a sliding up scale. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the, the situations now are really interesting because you have a lot of women that are older that have invested in their careers. They have, you know, built up their homes, they have everything going. And now they're looking for that guy because they were promised a guy. If you do all of this, that guy's gonna find you in their 35, their 37 they're 39 and I've talked to some of these women and even in terms of just childbirth they they don't they're really hopeful but when we talk numbers a lot of them don't really know the numbers mm. so wherever you are add three years yeah and not you're rushing it if you're saying oh well no we're gonna meet six months we're gonna be engaged six months we're gonna be married six months we're gonna have a baby well it's gonna be a premium. <laughs> one, it's going to be a preemie, <laughs> so that maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not, yeah. not going to, you know. So, but literally, you're looking at at least two to three years. Yeah. And if you want to have more kids, do you want to have kids back to back? Do you want step up of kids? Do you want to wait two years in between? Do you want to have one walking first? Like, so when you start to add in these numbers, we're adding in three years, five years, seven years. Do you want to be 44 years old having a kid? I don't know. Maybe
0: a lot of it also has to do a little bit with surrendering over, right? Because sometimes there's that, like we were talking in the beginning, and to bring, just bring it back, just bring us back to the beginning for just a second. But, you know, like that age range, right? We're in 10 year, 12 year age range or whatever it may be. And then kind of surrendering over a little bit, like, okay, maybe if that perfect person walks in and they're 23 years old, hey, surrender over to it and allow yourself to just be like, I have no control, but this is what life has in plan for me. Let's just move forward with it. Right. And, right. It's a little bit of that surrender too. It's like that control surrender. It's that like finding that balance. That's a hard And balance. you
1: find that you find that balance by knowing what you want,
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing what you are, and then what you're looking for. Because if that 23 year old believes with what you're saying, right? And things change, people grow, people develop. I get that. But this is the thing, you have an opportunity to get your best shot. So you can either get your best shot or you can just be like, well, we're just gonna figure it out.
0: This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. And I appreciate it. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and how they can? So I am on Clubhouse
1: all the time. Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse all the time. The easiest way to find me is dwoods.advisor. That's gonna be on Clubhouse, that's gonna be on IG. That's going to be on Twitter, literally. D Woods, W O O D S. dot Advisor, A-B-B-I-S-O-R. and you should be able to find me really fast, really simple. So, uh, come join the conversation, and remember, come get your prototype exercise as well. Right now, I'm doing them complimentary, probably for the probably to the end of the month. So, if you're getting this by that. By that time frame of uh, the end of, what is this oh, March? We
0: have, we have a couple days left. We got yeah. a couple of days. the pressure on this me to so get this bad.
1: out. <laughs> yes. I love it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me today. And I will talk to you soon.
1: You too. Thank you so Thank much. You. Guys, Thanks. figure out what you want. <laughs> Bye.
0: D Woods and I just covered so many different areas in this conversation. So interesting from finding somebody that has the same beliefs as you. I mean, that is key to make sure that you guys are on the same page. Also, know your love language. Whether it's your giving love language or your receiving love language, kind of check that out. There's lots of tests that you can do. You can go on to the five love languages tests on online. Ask yourself questions and ask the other person questions. What do I want? What am I looking for in a relationship? What do you want in a relationship? Are we on the same page? Kind of with finances, with compatibility, whatever it may be. Also, don't put an age range too crazy out there. (laughs) You know, Don't let it restrict you from maybe getting everything that you want. If it's one or two years different and you're like, oh, I'm cutting them off, don't cut them off. Just because it's a year or two different. They might have all your expectations there. If you would like to share this, feel free to do so. Screenshot it. Tag us on Instagram. We'd love to see your favorite part or that you just enjoyed this conversation. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at elevate.love.xo or join the Facebook group at Elevate Love. Look forward to seeing you all next week. See you all then.